0: Bible Fellowship Bible Instruction Time. We now turn you over to our speaker for the day. This time we'll ask our brother Bill Lumsden to come up and give us the message that the Lord has laid on his heart. Brother Bill. Christianity and wokeism. America has become increasingly secular, and many feel that their relationship with God should be replaced with something. And wokeism fits the bill. I saw something the other day that puzzled me, woke Christians. That to me sounds like demonic Christians. I don't think there is such a thing. We hear a lot about wokeism The dictionary states that woke is the past tense of wake. And the definition of wake is to be aroused from sleep. So I suppose these proponents of wokeism are apparently suggesting that they have been aroused from the dull, sleepy, and supposed false religion of the West. In an article for the PJ Media, author Chris Queen states that wokeism is a religion without grace. And he seems to have have covered it quite well. The dictionary states that religion is a set of beliefs concerning the cause, nature, and purpose of the universe often having a moral code for the conduct of human affairs. One of the definitions of grace in the, in the dictionary is the freely given unmerited favor and love of God. So having used these accepted definitions, we conclude that wokeism is a religious-like movement proposing a new moral code for human affairs based on the principles of law without any consideration being given to grace from a loving God. This morning I would like to briefly refresh our memories concerning the concept of grace, then describe the goals and tactics of the wokeism movement, And then finish with some strategies to protect us and our children from these satanic lies from below. In the Bible, grace is defined as as a characteristic of God's nature and being. He's full of grace, and he's motivated by grace. Titus 2.11 says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men. God's gracious nature moved him in kindness and generosity to create a world and put man in in charge of it. After he had not only provided a wonderful place for man to live, and had provided for his every need, man then disobeyed a loving God. By simply refraining to obey him and eating from the fruit of a tree that God had commanded him not to eat thereof. God could have said, because of your disobedience, there's no way I will allow you into heaven. But instead, his grace moved him to save fallen man through a system of faith rather than a law that obviously man could not keep. In other words, God has chosen to remove humanity's sins by putting his son through a horrible, painful death as a substitutionary atonement for our sin, and we simply accept it by faith. Romans 5, verses 1 and 2 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we also have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Are you beginning to see how wonderful the grace of God is and has been to his creatures who consistently disobeyed his will? I'm reminded of the hymn, Wonderful Grace of Jesus. Greater than all my sin, how can my tongue describe it? Where shall its praise begin? Taking away my burden, setting my spirit free, for the wonderful grace of Jesus reaches me. Folks, the grace of God is nothing less than remarkable, especially considering our ability to continually walk away from his gracious nature. I'm not surprised by his comment back in the sixth chapter of Genesis when he said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. God's patience with us has been and continues to be quite remarkable. So having explained briefly the idea of grace, which I'm sure you're all familiar with, Let's talk about wokeism and where we were before this ideology came along. In America, God's grace taught in churches was quite a general public attitude or really an unwritten social contact, contract with each other. There was a time when we were polite with each other and wanted to help those in crisis, perhaps even forgiving our enemies. A good example of that is the rebuilding of Japan and Germany by the United States and others after World War II. We forgave our enemies by helping them rebuild their countries And their societies. The grace of God by which we lived as Americans at that time was obvious throughout our country and our culture. That's not to say we weren't sinful. There were plenty of rotteries, murders, selfishness, materialism, and much ugly sinful behavior going on a hundred years ago. However, We knew these things were wrong, and we wanted justice and equal rights for all. We were showing grace and love, even though these words were not used to describe our actions. Everyone spoke a different language, but we were all on the same side at one time. Then wokeism crept in to divide us. And this is where we are now in our society. The difference between the Judea Judea Christian ethic that has influenced American life over the last two centuries and wokeism is that wokeism has no God. And it's fashioned a religion of sorts based on a concept rather than a divine being. That concept is their vision of social justice and all the categories that that fit into that broad heading. That would include climate change, gender and identity rights, racial and economic equity, just to name a few of the categories in which woke ideology is trying to establish dominance in what people think how they speak, and what they say. In woke, what you are is more important than who you are. For example, if you're a climate defender, a gay, a person of color, that is more important than if you are a husband, a wife, a sister, a teacher, a soldier, or if you're kind, faithful, or fair-minded. It's what you are. Who you are has been the basis of secular and religious education for centuries, but no more. Our colleges and universities, military, government, and even some churches have been infiltrated by various forms of this woke ideology during the past several decades. And we've paid little attention Wokeism's rejection of a divine being in favor of the human concept of social justice also affects their general worldview. For example, Christians live in this world as pilgrims, passing through on their way to another world that will appear after death and judgment. We practice the Christian lifestyle as a way to witness the reality of God's existence and grace, as well as a way of honoring and worshiping him. Romans 12.1 states, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's the Christian thought. On the other hand, workism, wokism is quite different. For them there's nothing beyond this life, and so they must create a paradise here and now. Everything they see as wrong must be made right with ultimate urgency. And that's why they want to enact sweeping and fast change in America and world society. They're in a hurry because for them there's no tomorrow. The worldview makes it easy to break things to dismantle centuries of subtle thought and behavior. For wokeism, the new heaven and new earth that Jesus spoke of is what can be achieved here on earth in creating a society with wokeism defining what and who are the just. Christianity explains that we were born sinners and we can can continue to sin by doing wrong things. But wokeism is a little different. You sin by who, because of who you are. For example, if you're white, you're a sinner based on your supposed white privilege. If you are straight or a heterosexual and you don't identify with some other gender, or if you believe that LGBTQ lifestyles are unnatural, then you're a sinner because of your narrow views. You don't believe in climate change, you're a sinner. Not ready to pay reparations to persons of color for the injustices that took 200 years ago to slaves, American natives, American uh, Native Americans, or immigrants, then you're a sinner. But the kicker is, you have to accept their entire agenda. For example, if you accept climate change, LGBT rights, but don't accept the idea of reparations, too bad. You're a sinner. Another aspect of wokeism is salvation. In Christianity, God came to earth as a divine spirit wrapped in humanity, Jesus Christ. He lived a perfect life and then offered himself as a sacrifice to pay the moral debt that we owed to God because of man's sin. All who believe and accept this sacrifice are saved for eternity. In wokeism, there is no God, no salvation, no heaven, no hell, nor et- no eternal life, and no spiritual dimension. In Mokism, the goal for social life here on Earth, before and forever, before they are forever buried underneath the earth. The method of achieving this goal is through personal effort and payment or salvation by works being saved by the law just like every other religion in history so here's the plan of wokism for salvation number 1 you must embrace every tenet every idea every position and every cause espoused by the work woke agenda Primarily, primarily in education and the media. Number two, you must be prepared to pay for your sins, including but not limited to cancel culture, public shaming, or deep platforming you. Number three, you must be prepared to acknowledge and denounce the sins of your ancestors by publicly rewriting your family or nation's history. You must indulge in public apology and self-abasement, and the more public it is, the better it is. So where's this all going? Max Funk, in his article, Wokeism, the new religion of the West, wrote as follows. The goal of wokeism is the complete dismantling and rebuilding of Western culture from the ground up. Let me say that again. The goal of wokeism is the complete dismantling and rebuilding of Western culture from the ground up. Now, if you don't believe that, just take a look at all the statues of Civil War generals that have been torn down. And how about our founding fathers who happen to own slaves and whose lives have been condemned and historic homes destroyed? I even heard an article the other day where they're thinking of getting rid of Mount Rushmore because one of those presidents owned slaves. We're letting them dismantle and rebuild our culture right in front of us. This is serious, this is serious stuff, folks. Now the big question, what do we do? God's word has the answer, but we have to put it into action. Romans chapter 13, verse 10 to 13 states the following, love worketh no ill to its neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law, and that knowing the time, that now it's high time to wake out of our sleep, for now is our salvation, the coming of the Lord, nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. That pretty much sounds it all, doesn't it? In other words, we have to wake up and acknowledge that there is a devastating threat before us that will replace our culture with something from the pit of hell itself. It it wants to remove ideas upon which the foundation of our nation was built. It's this generation's version, version of apostasy the embodiment embodiment of the Antichrist. Everything about wokeism is nothing less than Antichrist. In past history there's been a cycle of spiritual revival, high points and low points. We're certainly in the low point of this generation. If you don't believe that there is a growing godless political philosophy, just just look at communist rule in China, Russia, and even Europe. Along with Islam in the Middle East and Northern Africa, and now in South America, as China expands its influence there. It will quickly morph into a legitimate entity, as all of these movements, as as all of these movements, eventually aspire to become. Perhaps you think this talk is a little too political, and to some degree it is, but it's more than that. It's more about waking up to the fact that our faith is about to become challenged, as never before. We need to understand what's happening. Why are transvestites being sent into kindergarten classrooms to read storybooks? It's because they want the young to be taught early about the ideas of their belief system. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old he will not depart from it. They're training up these children in the way they should not go. Men who are dressed like women parade around kindergartens to des- desensitize children at an early age to show that there's nothing abnormal about that behavior. We're seeing more and more gay and lesbian characters showing up in plays and movies. Indicating that they are normal and funny and have superpowers. Scary thing, folks. Now let's look at Romans 1 26 and 27. For this God for this cause, God gave them up to vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also. The men leaving the natural use of the women burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly. Homosexuality is just an example. Wokeism has many parts having to do with things such as climate change, race, injustice, gender, etc., etc., etc. It's more important than ever before that we stay close to our Heavenly Father. The lights of the world will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Hebrews 13 verse five tells us to beware of covetousness or wanting too much of what the world offers. Surveys among young people continue to prove that parents, especially fathers, are still the number one influencer, and we want our kids to be influenced by a proper lifestyle, instead of the debauchery of the world. <clears throat> we can be sure this wokeism kind of thing will become worse with the passing of time, <clears throat> especially since church attendance and belief in God has fallen sharply, and wokeism has no god. <clears throat> Secondly, stay close to scripture. 2 Timothy verse 316 tells us all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. It can keep us righteous and on the right path. (coughs) Thirdly, this is something we sometimes forget. Ephesians 6.12 tells us that our enemy is not just flesh and blood, but wickedness in high places and rulers of darkness. This is pretty scary stuff. We should understand that we cannot win this battle without a kind, with that kind of unseen enemy, without putting on proper armor and being prepared. James one verse twenty two exhorts us to be doers of the word and not hearers only, so that we must thwart any progress of wokeism by presenting the truth of Scripture, whenever opportunity arises. Lastly, you may have heard, you may have heard the comment, when all, the, when all else fails, pray. A better approach would be before all else fails, pray. Praying may be all we can do. And if that is, then at least let's do that. I hope these comments may have given you some indication of what wokeism is all about. A philosophy of live and let live will not work. Satan has exposed himself as the ruler of the minds of fallen man. It's important that we understand and confront his attacks with all the vigor we can muster. I don't know what you may think of our Governor Ron DeSantis, but I want to quote from a speech, from his speech, after winning another term of office recently. And this is a direct quote. We have embraced freedom. We have maintained law and order. We have protected the rights of parents. We have respected our taxpayers, and we reject woke ideology. We fight woke in the legislature. We fight woke in our schools. We fight the woke in corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. End of quote. Let's close with prayer and hope that he's right. Father, we understand that we are in the perilous times that we're told would come, when men would be blasphemers, unholy, without natural affection, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. We're thankful that you continue to guard and protect us from the evils of this world. And I thank you for our governor's rejection of wokeism. And we ask that you would give us wisdom beyond our natural ability to guard against the evils of this new devilish scheme. Together with a desire and ability to serve you better, we ask it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen.